0: Welcome back to Two Crows. I'm your host, Tyler Holmes. First, we have an exciting order of business. We have Typothermic, who joined our crow tits. We also have Aaron Fritz, who joined our murder crows. And Peter David, who started out at a lower level, I think the crow tits, and went all the way up to full-fledged accomplice in the matter of minutes. I am so happy to have all of you in my crow's nest. Speaking of which, I had two orders placed from patrons on my Etsy account for merch, and then I placed my own order for merch, so you should be able to see it soon on here. I ordered a shirt and a mug for myself, and I hope to get everything else. But yeah, I am excited, so let's dive in. Have you ever found yourself in an odd roommate situation? I sure did. I wasn't looking for a roommate either, but my poor bleeding heart couldn't help itself. It was someone I worked with and had said that they needed to leave their residence because of abuse going on towards them with a roommate, and I took her in. I was living in a two-bedroom apartment on campus at my college with my current or past, current then husband and four children. And my bedroom was in the living room and I brought her in to get her out of that situation. Moved all my kids into the same room so she could have space and we were waiting on a house to become available that we were going to rent across town that had plenty of room for everybody. She said she only needed somewhere for about three weeks and then she'd be able to go on her own and find somewhere new. She just needed to get out of there right away and be able to catch her bearings and then find new roommates. I said, cool, if it's just three weeks, don't worry about paying me. Um, It's fine. Let's get you into somewhere safe. Um, If anything else happens, we can talk about rent or whatever in the future. So those three weeks go by and we're about to move into that new house and she still doesn't have anywhere. So I'm like, okay, we'll give you your own room there. Um, This is how much we'll charge for rent and we will see what happens and she said my goal her goal was still to find a new place it was not to stay with us my girls were going to be in the living or dining room um, having their room in there until she moved out and then they'd be able to have their own room mind you I also gave her the room that had a garage attached to it so she could just come and go straight from there her room was also attached to the kitchen um, and there was not much need for any of us to go into her area so we kind of left her alone she had a quiet space and didn't have to really worry about much and each month we'd kind of touch base and i would see what's going on um she was constantly out with people and doing things and not paying rent which i wasn't doing it for the money but i felt very taken advantage of because i was working full-time going to school full-time wasn't looking for a roommate or to pay for somebody else's living expenses, utilities, everything else that comes with that. She then got a kind of on and off again job at a farm that she would go away to for a couple weeks at a time and then come back. And she thought that that meant she didn't have to pay me rent when she was gone. So she wouldn't pay me, even though I would then have to take care of her cat and make sure that her room was fine everything's locked up still have that space available for her with no one else in it and she would go and make a ton of money and then come back and blow it all and then go back and make a ton of money and come back and blow it all and finally I just had enough and nine months into this of me not wanting a roommate and her saying she's gonna find somewhere else I mean why would she find somewhere else I was giving her basically a place for free And watching her cat for her for free when she was gone. I told her that she needed to be out in a couple of months. Like I gave her like two months notice and told her that I would not charge rent those two months at all. And that she needed to be out by that 60 days and we signed a contract and everything. So push comes to shove and it's about a week before she's going to be leaving and all of a sudden I get all these nasty messages from her about how horrible I am, how I'm a terrible mom because my kids eat so many peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and chicken nuggets. I'm sorry, but my kids were about, let's see, three, four, six, and eight, I want to say at that time. And yeah, of course, they eat a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and chicken nuggets because try feeding four kids something that they will all like. okay. On top of that, I was getting the chicken nuggets, which are very expensive. Well, she starts saying the same thing about me as she was about her previous living situation, that I was abusive to her. I barely spoke to her. Everything was in text because I was afraid to say anything to her at the end there in person uh, I had everything in writing. It was very much about how horrible of a mom I was, how horrible I was for working and going to school and like all of the, these things just to like try to have pity uh, for her to get into somewhere else, I think. But the thing is, you don't need that pity. You need a place. You need a stable place that you can stay at. That's what you need. Well, she turned some of my friends against me saying I was abusing my children. I don't even spank my children but she said that I would hit them, that I would scream and yell at them. And I'm sorry, but I'm not a screamer or a yeller. I'm not. And it's just so crazy. And my friend believed this and she ended up like unfriending me and not talking to me because she thought I was abusive to my children. And that killed me. Another one of my friends was talking to her and told her that that was not the case, that she was around my kids every week because we had game nights every week. And that, She would watch my kids and had absolutely no inkling that that was the way I raised them. If anything, I'm too much of the opposite and don't punish enough for things that I probably should punish for, which is another story... (laughs) But yeah, so she spread these rumors at my work. She spread these rumors with my friend groups. She was just being horrible, and she found somewhere else to stay, like, the day before the eviction was supposed to be over and left a big mess, and I had to clean it up, and I was fine with that because she was gone. Well, that other friend ended up writing me, like, Two years later apologizing because she did the same thing to one of her friends that let this person live with them and I honestly I understood like the things she was saying about me I wouldn't like a person like that I wouldn't want to be friends with a person that was abusive their kids and their husband and was abusive to their roommates and employees and whatever else she was saying like I totally understood why she backed off from me And I told her that, like, I have no ill feelings towards my friend for thinking that of me because that's all she knew was what she was being told. And she thought she could trust this person the same way I did. And it just really sucked to be used like that. And then on top of that, being talked about so horribly for trying to help someone out that I really didn't need to in the first place... And I'm sure a lot of you have had similar experiences like this. And I just wanted my family. I just wanted my home. I wanted to feel safe coming home. And it wasn't that way for a while. So you really never know people until you start to live with them. And it's very telling. And I have another story about that. This one's a person I dated. Um, Not so much just a roommate. But it's someone who lived with me without living with me. If you catch my drift started one day at a coffee shop. I was managing it and this super tall, handsome guy with a cowboy hat, cowboy boots, and a badge on his hip came in. It felt like an old western, honestly. And he told me his name and that he was a U.S. Marshal and that really fit. We'll call him Jerry. Well, Jerry put on the charm right away would take me on dates after work would get bring me lunch sometimes come in the morning for coffee before he went for work and he really started putting in the effort of really seeing me he asked me if i would quote unquote go study with him and i obliged i was very excited about it i had been around not great people very abusive people before this and i really thought that he would be a good change My family did, too. My super conservative family thought that a law enforcement man would be great for me. At the time, I was a single mom of four kids, and I was working full, more than full-time managing four stores, and it was nice to have somebody pay a little bit of attention towards me. I was living in North County, San Diego, and my job was in Old Town, San Diego, and so it was quite a drive when traffic was in um, during the rush hour times. It would take about two hours for me to get home, but only take me about 40 minutes to get to work. Well, he would make that drive up to my house on the weekends. He would spend those with us Uh, after work sometimes. He would actually drive all the way up, work on cases at my house, and then drive back down to work. And we would carpool sometimes together if we were both going down at the same time and knew that we were going to be coming back together. He basically was living at my house without living at my house because he had his own apartment as well, which was very cool it was in Bankers Hill and it was an old building that was built in, I believe, started construction in the late 20s, was done in the 40s during the depression. And because no one could afford luxury apartments then, they built walls, put them up between each of the apartments and ended up making double the amount of units and made them smaller. So every other unit was Of one-bedroom, and then every other one was a studio. It had the coolest, scariest elevator. You know, the ones where you have to pull closed the metal gates for it to go? That's what was there, and it would break down all the time, and it was lovely and wonderful. So when I'd visit him there, um, it was usually just when I couldn't get back home because of traffic and I'd wait there for a little bit and then go back home so that it would take me 40 minutes to get home instead of two or three hours and wasting gas. And there were a few times that the kids actually came down with me and we all stayed at his apartment when we were gonna do something with the kids uh, that weekend or something that was down in that direction. So needless to say, I did not have any inkling that anything else was going on in this stuff behind the scenes. Heck, we even worked on a show on Justified together. He was one of the people that the consultant was consulting with as a U.S. Marshal, and the character and the clothing and hat and everything were helped and based off of this guy. I'll actually post a picture of me and Timothy Oliphant as the picture for this episode here. It was fun, and then the red flags started coming in that I didn't see, and they were very slow to come in. First, he would accuse me of cheating on him all the time, and I wasn't. He went through my social media and deleted every guy that I wasn't related to, including my uncle, who is related to me by marriage, not blood, so that person wasn't even safe. He deleted every woman who looked like a lesbian as well, because he knew that I was not straight. Side note, he actually missed all the real lesbians. That became not enough for him. And now he wanted me to actually deactivate all of my social medias. He went to work and looked up all of my email addresses to find any social medias attached to them, and I had to deactivate them for him to trust me. But he masked it. He masked it in a way that seemed like it was for my protection. Sorry if you can hear my dog itching herself in the background. Um, she was recently attacked by another dog and has a lot of cuts on her side that she's are now itchy as they start to heal. So basically, he said that his job was so dangerous and people could come after me to get to him because of the bad guys that he's put away. It was like a movie. Well, he would always do this thing as well where he would break up with me randomly and start these long fights where we just sat on the phone in silence for really long times. And I think it was kind of an interrogation tactic where he would try to manipulate me into telling him something, which I would end up usually admitting to something I never did just to get the conversation to stop. There was a few days that he didn't talk to me that we were not on speaking terms. And I did sleep with someone else. And I told him about it. He made me throw away every dress I had ever worn. By the way, he made me only wear dresses. I was not supposed to wear jeans unless it was one pair of jeans that he bought me. And that was specifically for certain events. And I can only wear them with my cowboy boots that he also bought me. But he made me throw away every dress that I'd ever worn around this guy. And this guy had been a friend of the family since childhood. And that's a whole other story that I'll get into another time. He was not a good guy either. So I threw away all those dresses, which is crazy because I didn't even know what dresses they were. I just found dresses that I had worn on days that I had either gone to work because this guy was a manager at the place that I worked but not over me. And I found those dresses, and I put them in the trash can, and it kills me to this day because they were so cute. But yeah, he made me only wear dresses, so basically all my clothes were gone, and he bought me some new ones and then made me feel really guilty about it because I had to throw away those clothes because I had seen that one person several times wearing different dresses at work. He then wanted me to quit that job which I was kind of forced to quit that job anyways because of the fraternization with the manager thing, which again, I will tell you that story another time. But he had the gall to like sit me down and literally for over eight hours hound me and question me like he was interrogating me of every single detail that happened between me and that guy the time that we slept together. I didn't remember the details and the more and more I told him that I didn't remember that it was like literally three minutes and that I didn't do anything and we were not talking. We were not on speaking terms and that the way he had been treating me was very unkind and I just felt like I needed some comfort and I know that it wasn't right because of this other situation, but I don't feel like I was wrong because we had broken up when this happened. I don't think I was wrong between me and this guy. I think that other situation was wrong and I shouldn't have done it. But not because of Jerry. He starts getting even weirder after that. He starts hiding his phone... Like, I never had the passwords to his phone. He had them to mine because he needed them for my safety. But because he was a U.S. Marshal, I couldn't have his passwords because of safety reasons. Even his personal device. Even though he had a separate work device and he wasn't supposed to use his personal device at all for any sort of work. He would take me to these soirees on the rooftop of his apartment building And it was all just FBI and marshals and then I think a couple of other guys that they just knew and they were all the most misogynistic, racist, classist people I had ever met in my life. Sitting there listening to all of them talk horribly about people of color as a whole and a stereotype even though a couple of the guys there were people of color and weren't saying anything because I'm sure that they were terrified to say something because they would be lumped into the problem I would hear them look at one of the Hispanic guys and say if they were all like you it'd be okay things like that they would also judge people with piercings and tattoos, and I didn't have a lot back then, but I did have some. And he would be very adamant that I should probably get them removed someday. My rubber duckies on my back are a huge gang sign. There were just so many red flags that I saw and didn't know what to do about Then one day, he told me he had a mission that he needed to go on. I don't know if mission's the word he used, but you get the gist. And it was in another state. He couldn't tell me anything about it, and he wouldn't be in contact with me for about a week and a half. He had never done this before. Usually, he would start a fight and then not talk to me for a couple of days. But this time, he told me it was for work and told me ahead of time, communicated, and I like that. So I said, okay. Okay. And I would send him periodic little cute messages throughout the days of what was going on. And he told me to send him a picture every day of what I was wearing because he liked my dresses or whatever. I really just think that he wanted to make sure I wasn't dressing too skanky. But that's just me. So I was sending him these messages. Two weeks go by. So it's more than the, the 10 days that he had said. And I see that his partner... So I end up logging back into Facebook because I don't know what's going on and I deactivated it for him and I see that his partner never left for anything. He was posting um, about being in town, about going to my previous employer and getting coffee and stuff and I thought that was weird because he never goes anywhere without his partner. That literally they're supposed to be together. So I wrote his partner and I said, hey, is Jerry back? And he said, back from where? And I said, he told me that you were going out east to do a mission or whatever the word was uh, for some sort of bust that you guys had been working on for a long time. And he said, we didn't go anywhere. So I tried calling his work cell and his regular cell and he didn't pick up. And so I called his supervisor and I just asked if he could relay a message that he hadn't been getting my calls or texts and hadn't touched base in over two weeks. And I got a call like five minutes later. He acted like he just got back from a mission that his boss said he hadn't been on, that his partner said he hadn't been on. And he said, oh, it was one that they don't even know about. So your boss doesn't even know about a mission you went on, and that you were even gone, and your partner doesn't and says he's seen you every day, but you couldn't check in at all? And it just so happens that you got back right when I called you? Well, he came up that night and tried to play everything off like it was cool. After he left the next day to go to work, I checked my other folder on Facebook. I still had it downloaded again, and there was a message from a girl. And it said, are you dating someone named Jerry? This message was from a year prior. We had been dating over a year. I finally responded and said, yes, I am. We've been dating for over a year. Um, what's going on? She says, well, he's been dating my friend. Let's call her Ashley for about four years now. They never broke up. She moved away for a job in another state that was temporary and would be coming back soon. She got me in contact with Ashley and we were showing each other the messages and he'd been texting her over these two weeks and she was planning on coming out and seeing him. So that's why he had not been talking to me is because he was trying to get her to come down and see him or him drive up there and see her. And they were going to see each other again because it had been a few months since they had seen each other. I showed her all of my messages with him for the last year. At least a big chunk of them that I could send. We were both fooled. We were both angry. And we wanted to confront him together. So we did. We both did talk to him. And he understood that he was caught. That I technically was the other woman without ever knowing it. But he was practically living with me. I never saw him in person a single time after that. I went and picked up my stuff, which mind you, I forgot to mention he had moved about like two hours away and I was supposed to be moving with him. I was supposed to be moving in with him into that same house and I was already starting on packing up my stuff and I'd already told my landlord that I could move because he wanted to sell the house. And so we already like fixed the lease, everything. And so I had to be out of this house. This is what caused me to be homeless. In order for me to get another place, I needed to be able to move my stuff. I needed a deposit and rent. I needed a ton of money to be able to do this, and I didn't have it. So I ended up living in my car for a little while. Then at my mom's house for a little bit, which is a whole other crazy story. But this guy, I swear, I hope that he has not hurt anyone else because it is so horrible what he did to me and Ashley. I will say I do rent a room out to a friend of mine. Let's call him Bob. <laughs> He's gonna hate that. Uh, who's amazing and he will mow the lawn without being asked, he'll reorganize and clean things without even having to be asked he's a he's truly incredible and a great roommate so they're not all bad but I've had a lot of bad ones Jerry didn't even pay me rent he wouldn't give me any money for utilities or anything that he was using heck he used like whole rolls of toilet paper when he'd go to the bathroom and I don't know what that was about his showers were like an hour and a half long I don't know what he was doing in there All I do know is my water bill and my electric bill when he was staying with me was a lot higher than when he wasn't. I also found out that in California, I technically could have sued him for restitution for causing pain to myself and that other woman. Now, I think the statute of limitations is up for that, but it would have been nice to have a little F you in there for him. Especially with all of that nonsense about me cheating on him, which we were broken up with at the time. But he was cheating on Ashley the entire time with me. So, who is he to say any of that? Do you have any crazy roommate stories? If you want to email them to me, I'll put the email below that you can send them to. I want to have some listener segments. I do have a mortician that wants to come on and be a guest on the podcast. I also have uh, some stories that have already been sent to me, both voice and in written form. And so I'll be doing a multimedia of that here shortly and putting that together. And then I think I have two other people that want to guest on the show too and tell their scary stories or crazy stories. Also, for my Wednesday segment, uh, Frightening Frauen with Lee from On the Nose podcast. I tell her stories about frighteningly amazing and terrifying women, uh, both good and bad. So if you have any story suggestions you want me to talk about, I would very much appreciate them. You can comment them or send them to me in an email as well. All right, if you could like this post, if you liked it, if you can give me a five-star review that helps me be seen, and if you can comment or interact if that's available on the platform that you're on, and share it if you think it's worth sharing, I would really appreciate it. As always, I love you guys, and I look forward to talking to you next time. Crow out.